Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Coda Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years. And then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So baby's first socks and pacifier and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product. It's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So take a moment to visit keepsakecastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Finding Your Village podcast. Today I'll be discussing plug ducks more, but I'll be focused on how to prevent them from happening. I personally struggled with recurrent plug ducts when I nursed my daughter. I talked about that in the last episode about how to relieve a clogged duct if you find yourself with one. And my struggle with plug ducts was honestly my biggest nursing struggle. And that's why I'm dedicating several episodes to this topic. My goal today is to help you keep plug ducts from happening particularly if you are in a situation that was similar to what I was in, where you keep getting plug decks and they become a recurrent issue. So today I'm going to first summarize how to keep plug decks from reoccurring. Then I will explain why plug decks occur. I'll share a little bit about my own personal experiences and I'll go into greater detail about the recommendations that I'm going to be making. So without further ado, here's my summary on how to keep plug ducts from reoccurring. First of all, you want to not wear an underwire bra until you are done nursing. My second recommendation is don't go too long without nursing. So stay on your typical nursing schedule or routine If you find yourself in a situation where you have to skip a nursing session, try to express milk as soon as you can by pumping or hand expression. My third recommendation is to switch up your nursing position at least once a day. And what I mean by this is if you typically do cross cradle, then for one of your daily sessions, nurse your baby in the football hold position. Fourth recommendation is to hand express for 30 seconds after you pump every time you pump. And then finally, try to manage oversupply issues. So there's my quick summary. So now I want to talk a little bit more about plug ducts. I did mention this in the last episode, but a plug duct is, according to kellymom.com, an area of the breast where milk flow is obstructed. The nipple pore may be blocked if it's a milk blister or the obstruction may be further back in the ductal system. What causes a plug duct? Essentially, it's the failure to remove milk. 
Another explanation from kellymom.com is that plug ducts can be caused by an inadequate removal of milk during a feeding or pumping session. So this can be due to a skipped feeding or going too long in between feedings. And then lastly, it can be caused by pressure on the area that's typically attributed to wearing an underwire bra. As I mentioned before in the last episode, I got a lot of clogged ducts when I nursed my daughter. So I am speaking from a lot of experience. And whenever I was going through this period where I would get a clog once, maybe even twice a week, I did a lot of research and I sought out external resources to help me resolve this issue, not only to get the clogs out whenever they would happen, but to try to figure out why did this keep happening to me? Why was this a recurrent issue for me? And I did a lot of research on the internet. I reached out to a lactation consultant, which was very helpful, but ultimately it was a lot of trial and error that led me to realize the things that truly help. Today, I'm going to talk about some things that you can try on your own, um, either in addition to seeking out the help from a IBCLC or um, instead of that, in case that's just not a resource that you can access. So let's talk more about all of the recommendations that I laid out. First and foremost, don't wear an underwire bra until you are done nursing. This is pretty obvious advice. You will hear it a lot of places. It's like one of the first things that you'll find when you do a Google search on how to prevent recurrent uh, plug ducts. And it's the easiest thing that you can do. Just eliminate that from even being an issue that would cause a plug duct. Don't wear an underwire bra until you're done nursing. I know that it's a pain. I mean, for some people, it's a pain. Some people love wearing wire-free bras. I personally like wearing a underwire bra, but I just, while I'm in this season of nursing my baby, I just don't wear them. All right. I think I have beat that dead horse enough. Uh, So moving on to the next recommendation, which is to not go too long without nursing or expressing milk some way. This is probably the most important thing that you can do to prevent clogs from happening because clogs are caused by the failure to remove milk. So it does make sense that going too long would potentially cause a clog. And I did talk about this in the last episode as well. It's important to stay on a consistent nursing schedule or routine. And what I mean by this is don't deviate from your own routine too much. So if you nurse on demand, you still are going to find that you fall into some type of a predictable pattern. And this pattern is of course going to change over time as your baby gets older and can go longer in between feedings. But you don't wanna deviate from what you typically do on a day-to-day basis too much. So if your baby is typically feeding every three hours, if you are out for the day running errands or on vacation or whatever, and it's throwing off your typical daily routine, don't go six hours without pumping milk or you know going back home from errands and feeding your baby. Try to stay on that typical pattern. Another thing to keep in mind on this topic is don't cut your nursing sessions too short. So just like you're going to find that you fall into a pretty consistent routine about how often your baby 
eats, you'll also probably find that your baby eats for a similar length of time each day. And if you are prone to getting clogs, you want to stay consistent with that length of time as well. The reason I mention this is because I got a clog from not following this advice. I didn't realize that this would lead to uh, creating a clog, but when my daughter was five or six months old, I remember she was still waking up in the middle of the night and on some nights when she would wake up multiple times and I was really tired and just wanted to go back to bed, I would you know, put her on my boob for like three or four minutes and then I would think maybe that's enough. Maybe she just wanted a little snack and I can just lay her back down quickly and and she'll go back to sleep. And she did. But the problem is that I kind of cut off that flow of milk. So I didn't adequately remove the amount of milk that my body was used to. And that led to a clog. So I would encourage you to try to stay consistent with at least a minimum amount of time that you nurse your baby on each side or that you pump. I know this can be difficult as your babies get older and they get more distracted during nursing sessions, but try to have them nurse for at least five minutes at a minimum on each side. I say five because that is the minimum that I found to be effective every body is different. And so what works for my body is not necessarily going to work for yours. So, you know, absolutely find that on your own, but five minutes is my recommendation in case you don't have a starting point and you're not, you know, tracking how long your nursing sessions are, anything like that. Um, On that note, I would recommend that you do track how long you feed on each side. It's going to keep you from becoming lopsided. It's also going to give you a lot of valuable information about how often your baby does nurse for, how long they nurse for. Uh, The app that I use to track this is called the Sprout app. I'll link to it in the show notes, but I'm sure there's lots of other great apps out there that do the exact same thing, but I would definitely encourage you to keep track of that. All right, my next recommendation is to switch up your nursing position at least once a day. If you typically nurse your child in the cross cradle position, then at least once a day, switch it up. Do a football hold or a side lying hold, whatever works for you, but don't just do cross cradle if that is your preferred method. The reason for doing this is because Changing up the way that you nurse your baby is going to stimulate a different part of your boob. It's going to stimulate different milk ducts. And that actually made a really big difference for me. When I started getting recurrent plugged ducts, I tried everything that I could find on the internet and I was still getting them weekly, sometimes twice a week. And I sought out the help from a lactation consultant. And she was the one that made this suggestion that I did not realize would make such a difference. She said, okay, I see that you are, you know, happy with this type of nursing position. It's comfortable for you. You get a good latch with your daughter, but that really might be one of the main reasons why you keep getting these clogs. So she encouraged me to change it up once a day. And after I did that, it made a really big difference. Uh, I saw a drastic reduction in the amount of clogs that I was getting. I still got clogs, especially when I would travel. I got one every single time I would travel, but that is for a different reason. And I'm going to talk about that more in a few minutes. Um, So force yourself to change it up once per day. In order to make it a habit, I just say 
okay, the first nursing session of the day, I'm going to feed my son in the football hold. Just from the get-go, when I when my son was born, I just said, that's what I'm going to do. So then I don't even, you know, forget about it in my sleepless state of mind with a new baby. Um, as soon as I wake up in the morning, my, our first uh, nursing session is in the football hold. And then the rest of the day, I go back to my preferred position of cross cradle. So I would encourage you to make a reminder on your phone or just make it a habit that for one particular session of the day, you're going to do it in a way that you don't typically do or a position that you don't typically do. All right. So my next recommendation is to hand express for 30 seconds after you pump every time you pump. And I recommend doing this regardless of if you get clogged ducts regularly, if you've never had a clogged duct, it's a really great practice to hand express after you pump because first and foremost, you're going to get additional milk. But the reason why I suggest it for those who are prone to getting recurrent plug ducts is because of the same reason that I had just talked about with changing up your nursing position. So after I uh, reduced the amount of plug ducts that I was getting just in my everyday life, I realized that I was still getting plug ducts every single time that I would travel and I had to travel for work at the time. And so I thought about it and I applied the same logic to what had worked for me with the nursing positions. And I, I thought about, you know, how I pump and it's really only stimulating one area because there's only so many ways that you can really put the pump on. So I kind of figured out on my own that that was the reason why I kept getting these plug ducts whenever I would travel. So I started hand expressing for at least 30 seconds on each boob as soon as I was done pumping. And this made a huge difference. As soon as I started doing that, I stopped getting plug ducts almost entirely. Unfortunately for me, I didn't figure this out until my daughter was like eight months old and I nursed her for a year. But for those last four months, I think I got maybe one, potentially two clogs for the rest of my breastfeeding journey with her. And this was awesome. I was so happy that I had finally figured this out, that I had solved this issue that had plagued me for such a long time and that honestly made me think about, you know, discontinuing my nursing relationship with my daughter, which I'm glad that it didn't result in that ultimately. And one other thing I'll say about hand expression while you pump is that not only does it help with plug ducts, it, it really gets you more milk. There was actually a study done by Stanford Medicine that showed that women who would start pumping, pause in the middle of their pumping session and hand express, and then pump some more after that, that they got a much greater output of milk from those pumping sessions rather than if they were to just pump alone. So this is just a great thing for all nursing mothers to do whenever they're pumping to stimulate different areas of their boobs and get more milk out ultimately. Um, there's a a video, a very old video um, that Stanford Medicine put out talking about this, and I'm going to link to it, and it 
shows how to um, do hand expression in case you're not familiar with it. And on that note, I also want to remind everyone to massage your boobs while you pump, uh, even while you nurse. That is another way that you can get more milk out and it also helps to prevent against a plug duct happening. The last suggestion that I have about mitigating plug ducts is to manage an oversupply issue. If you know that you have an oversupply issue or if you suspect that you might, please seek out the help of a lactation consultant or an IBCLC, that stands for International Board Certified Lactation Consultant, and they can really help you resolve oversupply issues. I had no idea that I had oversupply issues. I thought that that oversupply meant that you're, you have a strong letdown or that your baby is choking um, over milk and or spitting up a lot. My daughter had none of those signs, but I did have an, an oversupply issue, and that's something that the lactation consultant also told me when I sought out their help. And I was making the situation worse because right before I went back to work, I started pumping a lot more in order to create a a milk stockpile for feeding my daughter when I did go back to work. So I would pump three, four, sometimes five times a day in order to create that stockpile of milk. But what happens, of course, nursing is a supply and demand situation. So the more that you pump or express milk or nurse your child, the more signals you're sending to your body to create more milk. And so especially on days when I wouldn't pump at all, uh, my my body was like, um, I can't get this milk out. I'm used to nursing the baby all day, plus those additional three, four, five pumping sessions. And so by doing all those additional sessions, I was really making my oversupply issue worse and it absolutely contributed to the recurrent plug ducts that I was getting. So I would say if you are trying to create a milk stockpile for you know going back to work or just to have in case you need to go on vacation or run errands or what have you to, to enable somebody else to feed your child breast milk, it's a great thing to do. But if you are doing that, my recommendation is pump once a day, be consistent about it, try to do it at the same time every day. And my recommendation for what time of day to do it is right after your morning nursing session. And that's because your milk supply is going to be the highest in the morning. And so after your baby has gotten their breakfast, when they're going down for their morning nap, just get out the pump, do one pumping session, and that's it. Try not to pump any more than that. If you are prone to plug ducts, and if especially if you have issues with oversupply. Now, women that have the opposite of that, that are having supply issues that they don't think they're creating enough milk, that recommendation is not for you. And everyone, like I said before, if you suspect any type of supply issues, honestly, oversupply, undersupply, please seek out the help from a lactation consultant. All right, I'm going to wrap up today's show and I want to reiterate the five things that are going to help you mitigate getting recurrent plug ducts. And that is first and foremost, do not wear underwire bras until you're done nursing. Do not go too long without nursing and don't cut your nursing sessions too short. 
switch up your nursing position at least once a day. So if you normally do cross cradle, do side lying in the mornings. Also hand express for at least 30 seconds after you pump every time you pump. And finally, try to manage oversupply issues. I really hope that no one ever has a plug duct ever again because they are just really miserable and horrible. But I know that that's not going to be the case. So if if any of this is helpful, please let me know. And if you disagree or have anything to add, please give me your feedback. I would love to hear from you all. I'm also going to link to a few of the websites that I talked about today, and I'll put a link to the Sprout app that I talked about as well. But I wanted to thank you all very much for listening to the show today, and I will talk to you next time.